0: This is the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast.
1: Well, hello and welcome back to the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast. This is your friend, Joey Salazar, and it is an absolute privilege to be able to connect with you. And thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm in the studio. I am not alone. I have my very good friend, Gio. Gio, how are you today? Doing great. Looking forward to this episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. Um, Man, we definitely want to say thanks and give a shout out to all of you who are tuning in, who are sharing, who are tagging us in uh, just different pieces of content. I had one friend of mine who actually made a little video clip uh, from a statement that was said uh, from one of our podcasts, and it it was so creative. And so I really appreciate all the love and support. And uh, today, you're in for an absolutely great episode. This is something that has been ministering to me personally, and I really believe it's going to minister to you as well as a leader. We believe that you've been called to lead, whether it's in the church setting, work setting, you in your home, or just as long as you're leading your friends and those around you. We really believe the definition that John Maxwell communicates often, and that is, Leadership is influence. And I believe we all have influence to a certain degree. Just if if you've noticed, if you pay attention to uh, you know, a group of kids outside, you'll quickly, you'll quickly be able to identify who the leader is there, <laughs> right? Because you know they're the ones who change. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna stop playing house and now we're gonna start playing kickball, you know? And so everybody just goes along with that. And I believe, again, it's not limited to how old you are or where you come from. You have influence. And I believe that God's called us to be incredible and godly leaders. And so today, I want to I encourage you and challenge you from the thought, four things that paralyze a leader, extensive running or track career. Uh, if I could be honest with you, I did run one race when I was in the third grade. And uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I did win first place. And uh, that was the end of my career wow. running. and uh, But I still have my medal and I wear it every Saturday proudly on my cell <laughs> phone. But nonetheless, I do know a little bit about running and I've seen races. And one of the things that I know you have to prepare for as a runner is stretching, stretching. You got to be able to stay hydrated. You got to be able to be able uh, just to be comfortable to do what you're about to do and Uh, If you're not careful, something that will happen is you'll begin to experience cramping in your legs or even sometimes different parts of your body that then Mm. paralyze you from really winning the race or really even just giving yourself a setup to be able to have a chance to participate with everybody else. And and I, I share that with you because I feel like in this race of leadership, in this journey that we're on, if we're not careful, there will be certain things sometimes in our lives that can paralyze us. There are some things in our lives that will hold us back from really becoming the the, the great leaders that God has called us and destined us to be. And so today I want to highlight for the remainder of our time together four things that paralyze us as leaders if we're not careful. The first one is the fear of man. The fear of man. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says the following. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. That is so, so good. Something I had to quickly realize was that it is impossible to please everyone. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a, a thought. Everybody has the next great idea, And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's what makes the church. And I think that's what makes teams so effective when there's diversity, right? When like everybody has a different perspective, that's amazing. But the truth of the matter is as leaders, oftentimes we won't be able to please everybody. I know I've had to make certain decisions sometimes on teams that I've been leading or things for even my home. Or things for even just my, my own life where it's like, uh, I know I'm not going to be able to please everybody and I've got to be okay with that. Because the opposite of fear of God would be the fear of man. And so, what? how do I know if I am struggling from the fear of man? Here are a couple of things that you can consider. You can ask yourself if you're experiencing in your life. The first one is you have a feeling or you have a need to respond every time someone attacks. You feel like you have to defend yourself. You feel like everybody deserves a response from you. Wow. You feel like, you know what? I better stick up for myself. The truth of the matter is there will oftentimes, and I'm trying to really not say the word always because I don't want to generalize it, right? But there will oftentimes be people who again just feel like they have to say something and will want to attack your leadership or attack your decision. And can I just free you from this? Not everybody demands or deserves a response from you. Like, I feel like if you keep focusing on trying to defend yourself, if you keep trying to, now, if it's your, if it's part of your like inner circle, if it's your team, hey, there needs to be clarity. And you, everybody needs to understand the why, and everybody needs to be on the same page. But like somebody who is not invested into your leadership team, who they don't celebrate you, they don't even know you. They just Mm -hmm. they just post something online, and now you feel like, man, this one person. (laughs) Like, no, what about the ninety nine other comments that are celebrating you? That said, man, what an incredible message. But no, like the one person who that said, "That's not even the word of God," you know. Like you didn't even share that, right? You know. All of a sudden now, you feel like like you have to like stand up for yourself. Let
0: me find out, Pastor Joe. You got some haters.
1: <laughs> if if I'm coming off a little bit, uh, you know, personal, it's because no, I'm kidding. But um, no, it, it, like it's it's true though. Like you feel like you have to respond to everybody. Um, or you, you even allow, here's another way you allow the comments of others to dictate your mood. It's things that you read online or it's things that people say. And that's why it's so important that you as a leader are careful with the voices that pour into your life. This morning, I had an opportunity to share at our college program here at our church. And I was talking about, uh, Mark chapter two where the paralyzed man is uh, has a need and needs to get to Jesus, but can't obviously get there by himself. And so he surrounds himself with four individuals who carry him. And the Bible says that Jesus doesn't say their names, but he does say they were men of great faith. This paralyzed individual understood that he needed to surround himself with people of great faith. And so the people that you surround yourself with absolutely matter. Wow. And so we can't allow the comments that we receive, whether it's online or in person from people that don't even have the desire or, or or don't believe the best about us to dictate our moods. Last but not least, how do I know if I'm struggling from the fear of man when we are preparing our sermons or when we're preparing our talks, we ask ourselves or we think, Is this going to make people feel comfortable rather than asking, is this really what the Lord is burning into my heart? I really believe that God is more focused on our character than he is our comfort. I'm going to say that one more time for for the, the person in the back. All right. God is more interested in developing our character than allowing us to create comfortable lives. I believe that there's no such thing as comfortable Christianity. I believe that God wants us to be in the unknown. God wants us to be outside of our comfort zone oftentimes because we're growing, because we're stretching, but we're depending on him. But hey, we know that he is there with us. Gio, talk to me a little bit. The fear of man, like what does that look like? What comes to mind as you hear me share this? Yeah, what matters the most, right? The approval of others or the approval of God.
0: Um, sometimes when people reach out um, for, um, I guess, advice, you know, they or they want some, I guess, to be consulted or or comforted. I, I try my best, right? But at the end of the day, I, I have like a disclaimer almost every time I say, "But, it, but listen, forget what I say. What does God say? Mm. And what does God confirm? What has God told you?" You know What does the truth say? What does the word say? Uh, I can only give you my experience and my opinion, but what does God say at the end of the day? So at the end of the day, they should answer to God and not to my opinion. I mean, I could try my best and God might use me, but it needs to be confirmed with what God is telling them and putting in
1: their heart. Absolutely. I'm reminded of the scripture that says that God looks at the heart, but people look at what's on the outside. So I don't want to just completely reject that people's thoughts and, and concerns or comments about us are just like, forget about it all. You no, know, because I think to a certain extent, you've got to be able to carry yourself well. And those, again, voices, people closest to you, absolutely, like, you want to be likable. You just don't want to be making a decision and be like, forget everybody, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you definitely want the input. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the one who called you, the one who called me is the Lord. And we've been called to please him first and foremost. And so if we're not careful, the fear of man will paralyze us. Hmm. The second thing that will at times paralyze us if we're not careful is the failure to ask for help. The failure to ask for help. Wow. One of the biggest mistakes a leader can make is to assume that being a leader means you have to have all the answers. Or when you don't have an answer— you feel like you got to make something up. <laughs> and that is dangerous. That's a dangerous place right there, my friend. Have you ever felt that, Gio, the pressure of having to have all the answers? Yes.
0: And uh, I think a long time ago I might have answered, you know, those questions differently. I might have like, you know, improvised or, you know, embellished or, you know, tried to like come up with something, but Now I've learned uh, there's a difference. There's a difference for sure. And it's okay to say, hey, I don't have that answer for you right now. Yeah. I can find that out for you. Or, you know,
1: you may not have to have all the answers or you just know people that do. Exactly. Including God. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that phrase, I don't know. And I think there was a season of my life where I didn't say that as often because I wanted to be seen a certain way Mm. because I wanted people to know that I was quote unquote reliable or I had the answers. But when questions got harder, you know what? There did come a season in my life where I was just like, "Okay, let's let's figure it out." Let me just say something. But no, I think it's okay for the people that we're leading to understand or to hear us say at times, "Hey, I don't know." Hey, uh, let's figure it out together. Um, hey, let's let's learn. You know, let's learn from one another. Right? <laughs> There's different ways you can say this, yeah, right? But yeah. all that to say is like, "Hey, I don't know how we're gonna do that. I just know where we want to go," and. again, I hope this is freeing some people because again, you don't have to have all the answers just because you're the leader. Being a leader means surrounding yourself with people who know what you do not know and then creating an environment where they are free to say what needs to be said. I am so thankful for the team that is here at our church, particularly our staff. But Our church has thankfully grown and it has been, is now at a place where when people ask me certain things, my typical answer, and it's not because I'm trying to like be humble, but I am legit like, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I know who does. Hmm. Like when they ask us stuff about creative or about guest services or about kids, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to, (laughs) maybe I should, but there's just so much happening sometimes that I'm just like. I don't know that. I don't know. Like, so somebody said, hey, where do we get our baptism tools from? Just, yes, just yesterday. <laughs> and it was another leader. And I want to help. But I'm like, I don't personally know that because I didn't get that. But I know who did. You know? And so they gave me the link. I sent it to them. And everyone's happy. Now people are getting baptized somewhere else. <laughs> but it's it's like it's it's out of place. And I think it's okay. Right? And I think that's the, that's the, the blessing of having a diverse team. That's the blessing of having people who, again, have different strengths than you if everybody on the team looks and thinks and acts and is just like you i don't know if that's the best setup or the perfect ingredients for for an all-star team you need to have people who play different positions let's just kind of go into the sports world for a little bit if everybody was the quarterback who's going to catch the ball Right. You know what I'm saying? like If, if everybody's going to uh, shoot the, the three-pointer, well, who's going to drive the lane, right? So like, there's different people with different uh, responsibilities and strength for a reason. I think that's that's the blessing of a diverse team. The third thing that I think at times will paralyze us as leaders are th- the fear of making the wrong decision. The fear of making the wrong decision. Gio, have you ever made a wrong decision?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) All the time.
1: (laughs) Myself included. Absolutely. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, is that if you haven't screwed up at some point, then you're not leading well. (laughs) Because leaders take risk. And with some risk come reward, while other times it's a quote-unquote educational experience. It's a learning opportunity. The tragedy, though, in making a wrong decision isn't actually in making a wrong decision, but rather in the unwillingness to admit a decision was wrong, and then do what it takes to make it right. That's good. What comes to mind as you hear me share that?
0: That it's okay to make mistakes, and in, you know, we we talk about sometimes thing something called extreme ownership. There's it's okay to you know we we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, but then you write the wrong, right? You say, "Hey, this is what I could have done better or this is how I will do better next time."
1: One of the one of the I love our culture here at Journey Church. One of the things that we will say often, especially to our teams as we're growing, as we're stepping into new territory is it's okay to make mistakes. Obviously, we provide some guidelines like, "Hey, let's make them quickly. Let's not repeat the same ones." Okay, like, oh, you make a mistake one time, that's okay, but the same one every week. Well, no, I think something's got to get addressed there. And, and let, let's make mistakes as cheaply as possible, right? Like if we don't got to spend $10,000, let's not do that, right? But we we work really hard to make us a place where, hey, you know what? If you make a mistake, it's okay. We're going to learn from it, right? I think John Maxwell talks about sometimes I win and then sometimes I learn. He doesn't even say I fail. He says, I learn sometimes, right? That's the educational experience portion of failure. And failure is not failure, my experience, if you're learning from it. Failure would be you make a mistake, you make a wrong decision, but now you pretend like it never happened or you don't go back and evaluate it and try to learn from it and now change in the direction that that, that decision took you in. And so fear of making the wrong decision can at times paralyze us if we're not careful as we're walking as leaders. The fear of making the wrong decision. Sometimes, again, you have to pull the trigger. You have to make a decision that is the best with the knowledge you had at that time. There was one particular time where I something happened uh, during a church service The following day, I had a meeting with some of our team, and um, after that meeting, some more information came out, and um, I had to apologize for some of the decisions I had made during our meeting, but at that time, I understood that, hey, I needed to give some feedback. I needed to address certain things. Uh, I couldn't let too much time go by, so I wanted to meet with the team when I did, but I did it with the information that I had at that time, you know? And so I, I'm not apologetic for when I met or for, uh, you know, the spirit of the feedback. But, hey, I did my best at that time. And when more information came out, I apologized. And, hey, we learned and we'll grow together. But nonetheless, if the fear of making mistakes, the fear of, man, what, happen, what happens if I choose this company? What happens if I if I release this or if I do this? And, and it negatively affects others or it's not exactly ready or what if they don't like it? Like, hey, if you don't make a decision, no decision is a decision. Like you not moving forward, well, you're not going anywhere. So you're deciding to stay there. And so don't allow the fear of making decisions or even that of wrong decisions paralyze you because you're going to grow. And whether you win Or whether you're learning, hey, you're going to continue getting better. The fourth and final thing I want to share with you today is if we're not careful, something that will paralyze our walk as leaders is comparison. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have personally been paralyzed as a leader because I would look at somebody else and think, man, I can't do this like them. I don't sound like them. I don't look like them. I don't come from the, I don't have the the same resources they have. So why should I even try? And if we're not careful, we'll begin to look at everybody's highlights and be like, man, think that they have a walk in the park where to be honest with you, everybody's in their own process. Everybody's in their own journey. Gio, talk to me a little bit about just comparison, you know, whether it's, how, how how much of a danger it is or some of the things that maybe you even do to kind of help protect yourself from this trap?
0: Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a good point. Com- the comparison trap is very dangerous, Sli- a slippery slope. Um, our pastor previously preached a message called Run Your Race, and that's running your race, not mm. their race, run your race. And you keep the blinders on the way a horse does at a race. When the horse is racing... They have blinders, so they don't look to the left or to the right. They look forward. Um, so again, we go back to what? What does God say? What does God put in your heart? Continue you to honor what God's put in your heart and run your race forward. And Paul even says that he says, "I run the race." Hmm. He doesn't say, "I run your race," That's "I run right. her race," "I run the race," "my race," "your race." So, um, yeah, run your own race. No comparison.
1: Now you can be inspired by other people. True. Look at other people's lives. Look at other people's ministries and families. There's a list in my in my life of people who I admire, who I want to follow, who I want to learn from. But I, I've had to get to a place in my life, to a, a point in my life where it's like I've got to understand that um, I don't need to imitate them necessarily word by word or action by action. It reminds me of when I was starting out in ministry. and. You know, I said the phrase, God, if you can use me, use me, not really knowing what all that meant, (laughs) but then God opening some doors for even me to share my faith or share an encouraging word. Well, I didn't know exactly how to go about that. I I didn't know what the outline structure looked like and all that good stuff, but I had a mentor who is still a mentor to to my life today, and I love his creativity. I love his passion for the Lord and for people. I love how he would unpack scriptures in a way that you would just felt like you were in it. And you just like, you would oftentimes be like, man, I never even thought of that before. And so I kind of just made this agreement to myself, like, okay, God, if you're going to, if you're going to use my life, I guess it's, it's going to be like the way you use his life. And what I started to do now at this time, I would actually had the opportunity to design his sermon slides. So he would send me his notes. I would, I would make all the edits. And then when he was preaching, I would follow him. And so I got very familiar with his structure, with his jokes, with his delivery. And I'm just like, again, I'm studying him. Now, not even just listening to him, but now I'm really studying him. And because, again, I'm like, God, the deal is, okay, you can use my life. But if you are, it's got to be like the way you're using his. I remember even studying his mannerisms and the way he would stand and, okay, on the second point, he always takes off his coat jacket. So I don't know why, but if it, when I'm on my second point, I'm going to take off my coat jacket, right? And, and I would follow it to the T. I remember at the altar calls when he would invite the people to the front, people were crying. People were rushing. God would move in a powerful way. And, well, when I said what he said, when I would take his sermons and I would do what he did, well, let's just say that the altar calls kind of looked a little bit different. It wasn't always as packed like his. It wasn't always as many tears as his. And honestly, that began to create frustration in me. Like God, come on! Like I'm legit saying what he's saying. Like it's your word, and it's like I'm I'm making the same jokes and all these things. And I remember one time in just private, just personal prayer time, the Holy Spirit just reminded me. Says, "Hey, I already have." Him, there's already one of him. Mm. I don't need another one of him. Like I need, I don't need a, 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 I don't need a duplicate of of him. I need an original Joey Salazar. And and it really freed me. I, I still love him. I am inspired by him. I watch his matches still. But now when I minister, when I speak, it's not me trying to be like anybody else necessarily. It's just hey, I'm going to allow my, the Lord to use my life the way I am. And I want to encourage you. You may be listening right now and you know, you you're you see other people online or you hear other messages or you're just watching other people who are ahead of you. I want to encourage you to not get paralyzed and fall in the trap of comparison, but rather let their lives inspire you. Hey, you know what? We all have a journey. We're all in a process and we will all get there if we simply don't quit. Again, just like the race that I kind of talked about earlier. If we're not careful, these things will paralyze us. And I really believe that God's called us to not only run, but to also win in this race of leadership. And so be blessed. Remember that the four things that oftentimes will paralyze us are simply the fear of man, failure to ask for help, the fear of making the wrong decision, and comparison. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please let us know how this content is blessing your life. Thanks for sharing, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Have an incredible week.
0: Thank you for tuning in. For more information and additional resources, check out joysalazar.org and follow him on Instagram at joysalazar. Please feel free to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Once again, thank you so much for joining the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast.